of August 30th, 2020. This is Mojo Weekly, and I am John. I am sad. So very, very sad. It is me, Josh. (laughs) And here is your news. So, Josh, did you get a chance to watch any of the Gamescom opening night live stream the other day? Oh, yeah, I watched everything. Yeah? No, no, I'm sorry. (laughs) I I I didn't watch anything, no. My apologies. Uh, uh, they had a lot of good stuff there. I felt like, uh, you know, a lot of cool stuff. Nothing like, uh, you know, mind blowing. But Jeff Keeley did give us a warning ahead of time. He's like, set your expectations at a certain level. You know, we're not going to be blowing the roof off the sucker, but we are going to be showing you some cool stuff. And they did. They, sh- they showed some cool stuff. They ended it, though, um, with a uh, it was a good like five, six minutes of just true gameplay from uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Oh, cool. That's um, that's a big deal. Yeah, running on a PS5. And, you know, it's hard for me to judge because Ratchet and Clank have historically been just awesome looking games. True. Um, you know, and so it's hard for me to be like, yeah, this looks next gen because I'm like all Ratchet and Clank games just have set the bar so high graphically where I'm like, yeah, sure. Sure. If they were to right. show they were to show me a PS4 Ratchet and Clank game, I'd have been like, "Yeah, that totally looks like a PS5 game." Whatever. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so uh, it got a gameplay demo featured on the hardware um, alongside more rift warping action. Uh, Insomniac also confirmed in a follow up interview with Jeff Keighley that Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart will al- arrive in the nebulous PS5 launch window. Air quotes. What the hell does that mean? So, you know, people have been pull, pulling this launch window bullshit since, you know, probably two generations ago at least. Um, I guess, and it, yeah. And it, and it typically means like within the first three months, if I were to if I were to define it. Um, so those, that Jeff Keeley, that bastard, it should be day one. Day <laughs> one. What is yeah. up with it? This is, this is 2020. You can literally release a game that's 20% finished and just patch it later. Come on, guys. Give us yeah. one level day one. Well, you know, I'm 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 gonna give Insomniac a little bit of credit here because releasing on day one uh, is their other game, a little game called Spider-Man Miles Morales. So the fact that this uh, this development house is putting out two pretty damn huge blockbuster games uh, in the launch window of PS5, that's pretty impressive, right? No, it's not because Spider-Man Miles Morales is literally just a side mission. It's just a, it's an expansion to the original game. It's not a whole new game. Don't sit here and overhype it, John. It, it, they can't even come up with a real game on day one, and they're not even going to have the expand. They're not even giving us a new Spider-Man. It's just another part of the story. It'd be like if this was the seventh expansion of World of Warcraft or something. Come on, this is nothing. This I, is feel, nothing. I feel like you're not giving it credit. It's not DLC. It's a, it's a standalone game, and I I'm looking at it the same way uh, that Uncharted spinoff uh, was. Uh, I forget what it was called, but it was really good. Uh, the, 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 yeah, that that was a yeah that Lost, was like a side a side mission of like that the girl. The yeah, Lost Lost Legacy. That's what it was called. And I'm, I I believe that I'm I'm just talking out of my ass, but it seems to me like uh, Miles Morales will be like Uncharted Lost Legacy in that it's not simple DLC, but it's not like it's it's a it's a side side game. It's a spinoff. So you're expecting Spider-Man: The Lost Legacy here? Yeah, more or less. Then you are going to be sorely disappointed, my friend. <laughs> it is a it is a side mission with uh, probably a reskinning of Spider-Man and a couple extra moves, and uh, yeah, 
<laughs> wow, someone's coming yeah. down harsh. He's coming down harsh. Well, we'll see in uh, in about three months, my friend. We'll see. Uh, I guess if the PS5 even comes out this holiday, let's be honest. If it even happens, we'll see. I'm still so, not sold. Uh, back to the story. Uh, <laughs> Insomniac has also revealed that you will also be able to play the game at 60 frames per second on the ps5 and this is for all you nerdy frame counting guys out there um so you know you know what other game console did 60 frames per second what's that the sega dreamcast that's right <laughs> screw was, you uh, i was hoping you were gonna go back to like uh odyssey <laughs> odyssey 2 or some shit um so anyway <laughs> so there's no confirmation of whether you'll have to sacrifice 4k visuals to get that on uh, 60 frames per second but we do know that uh, the Demon Souls remake and the aforementioned Miles Morales uh, games both will have 4K and 60 frames per second. So we'll see how that works out for uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Josh, you are a fan of the Wonder Boy games. I absolutely am, yes. Yes, uh, so you will be happy to know that Wonder Boy Asha in Monster World has been announced. Uh, Isn't that is, crazy? And is led by the series creator. So uh, it's, it's, it's members of the original dev team are behind the wheel. Uh, so a, a, a full gameplay is revealed this week at Gamescom. Uh, unfortunately, we're recording on Friday, so it'll be recorded uh, on Saturday, which, as you're listening to this, is yesterday. So it's a whole time continuum thing that we just can't seem to manage. It is. It's a it's a time continuum that honestly is is as confusing as the Wonder Boy series itself. Exactly. Let's be honest here. Wonder Boy. Yeah, I'm excited for this one. You say is Asha? Yes. This, this, yes. Now this is sort of a, a retelling or a, or a, in the same um, canon storyline as Monster World Four, which was a Mega Drive game that we actually did not get here in the U.S. And man. It's it's such a great game too. Having actually been able to try the Genesis game, um, awesome. This is a huge deal, and I'm I'm so I'm so happy that this console generation has brought forth a resurgence of the Wonder Boy series. What a cool time to be alive! Yeah, no shit. Well, I mean, you know, outside of pandemic, uh, you know, uh, record unemployment and all that shit. What a cool time to be alive! What a cool time to be alive for for, Mon- for Wonder Boy. Yeah, what a cool time for Wonder Boy to be alive. Now, I should also mention that Monster World 4, the game that you uh, just referenced, uh, is available on the Sega Genesis Mini, and it's really good. Um, so this game, it, it doesn't say, uh, it says it's a new entry, um, and it stars the protagonist, Asha, of Wonder Boy 4. Um, she's assisted by her flying blue Pepalogu, or what the hell ever, um, and together the two of them must set off to save the world. Uh, so yeah, uh, it's it's being developed by Studio Art Dink alongside In-In Games, along with members of the original Wonder Boy creative team at the helm. Uh, that includes series creator Ryuchi Nishizawa, uh, who has returned to lead and direct the new game, and the original composer uh, Sinichi Sakamoto, who will be uh, producing the game's sounds this time around. Uh, it is set to release on PS4 and Switch at the beginning of 2020. So, uh, 2021 or 2021. Yep. Sorry. Uh, here, here's uh, here's news that maybe six people who care about and probably don't listen to this show, but uh, Super Bomberman R Online will launch for Stadia on September 1st. 
Uh, and uh, the good news and the reason I bring this up, Josh, is not only because you and I are both pretty big Bomberman fans, um, but mm-hmm. also because this is not a Stadia exclusive. This is a Stadia timed exclusive. So this game will be coming to other consoles. So huh. it is, it is, a, it is, you remember Super Bomberman R, which started on Switch and then came to other yep. consoles. Not the best Bomberman game, but a miracle in that we got a new Bomberman game. Right. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, got, I got it day one on the Switch and had a lot of fun with it. Good game. So did I. So did I. So there's a difference here is that uh, this game uh, is a new edition uh, featuring a new Battle 64 mode. Players from around the world, or you know, maybe two players in Stadia's case, uh, will com- <laughs> will compete in frenetic online matches with up to sixty four players simultaneously. Bombers oh, will shit. be bombers will be placed at random starting points before being let loose on a bombing frenzy against other players. As time ticks away, arenas will begin to close. Basically, this is Bomberman meets Fortnite. Yeah, that's exactly what it sounded like you were just describing there, man. Uh, that's actually pretty fucking cool, if you ask me. Yeah, um, so you can battle as one of the eight Bomberman brothers, uh, including uh, those from Super Bomberman R and other uh, Konami IPs, including other characters. Uh, so What? Yeah, so I'm hoping, remember Saturn Bomberman had like all sorts of awesome shit. They had, uh, uh, what's his name from Far East of Eden was in there, right? Kabuki. Yeah, Kabuki. and and uh, and and, um, and Bonks Bonk was in there. Uh, hopefully, uh, Konami. I mean, it's cool that they'll probably put like uh, uh, they'll put Solid Snake in here. They'll put a bunch of other characters like they did already in Super Bomberman R that you can unlock. But I would right. hope, I would hope that they also go back and kind of tap into uh, some of the old Hudson uh properties right yeah yeah it was awesome playing as kabuki and bonk um if this one is gonna really hit it out of the park i'd like to hear and see goemon yes yeah totally um and i believe he's in the he's in the the standard uh you can unlock him in the standard version i I could be wrong about that well then that's amazing could be wrong there was a patch that updated with like a whole bunch of konami characters and i'm pretty sure he was one of them i i could be wrong no way. okay well i gotta i gotta put in my super bomberman r for the first time since 2017 then next up netflix is ready to further expand the reach of resident evil with a new live action series um so the official reveal comes more than a year and a half after an initial report surfaced that the project was in the works uh earlier this year a description of what the series could focus on was leaked and then just this past week netflix tweeted out a very brief brief synopsis as well as a photo of the script uh of the first episode which is titled welcome to new raccoon city Hmm. Uh, the first season will feature eight one-hour episodes uh, with the writer, uh, one of the writers of Supernatural, Andrew Dabb, running the show. Uh, hmm. Bro- Bronwyn Hughes, whose directorial credits include episodes of Breaking Bad, Burn Notice, and Better Call Saul, will direct the first two episodes. Uh, huh. Josh, would you like to hear what Netflix tweeted out? Gosh, I'm on the edge of my seat. Please tell yeah. me. Here's what we have to go on. When the Wesker kids move to New New Raccoon City, the secrets they uncover might just be the end of everything. Resident Evil, a new live-action series based on Capcom's legendary survival horror franchise, is coming to Netflix. Uh, Whoa. 
the Wesker kids, huh? The Wesker kids. Uh, I don't know, man. We'll see, I guess. You know, uh, I don't know. Resident Evil. Another, uh, I don't know. I guess uh, we'll see what those Wesker, those those rascally Wesker kids are up to. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then uh, finally, our last bit of news, uh, the Final Fantasy Legend games, uh, which was the beginning of the Saga series, is getting a collection that releases on December 15th. And includes Final Fantasy Legends 1, 2, and 3, all which were originally released for the Game Boy. Um, yep. This, uh, this collection will have a few additional features like speed boosting and adjustable screen magnification. So you don't have to bust out the Game Boy uh, magnifier thing, right? Um, and uh, it will be a Switch exclusive digital only collection that costs $20. Hmm. So are these games enhanced in any way, or are they just the monochrome, like, green and black Final Fantasy games? Uh, or are I don't these know, saga, saga Frontier games, I should say? Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I would, mm-hmm. I would, I would imagine that we'll, they'll have some, uh, you know, the Game Boy Player enhancements maybe to them. Maybe. Sure, yeah. Uh, I, probably uh, uh, save states, I would imagine. I mean, at a bare minimum, right? Um, yeah, but not a lot was announced. This was at the uh, this was at the um, Nintendo Direct Mini that happened oh, sure. last week. Um, and sure. So it was given about uh, you know fifteen seconds worth of time. So <laughs> this is all we really know. Yeah, I did. I did read about that. Um, just, just I mean, read about the fact that it's coming out in December and saw that it was the Final Fantasy Legends collection, which is cool. Yeah. Um, and the games themselves were, were, you know, they're good enough to stand on their own and to get all three for 20 bucks, that's even cooler. But, you know, I, I just expect something, an enhancement of maybe color games or perhaps even like some enhanced graphics or something. I mean, but knowing Square, they'd probably try to enhance it and then make the job system all broken or, or include oh. the fact that you need to pay 19.99 for additional DLC to make your character or something stupid. I don't know. Or change the font to 40-point Comic Sans. You know, that would be amazing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Why not? All right. That's our news. Time for some new releases. New releases. All right. Here, here we go. Uh, so we've got actually some good shit coming up this week. Uh, we got uh, Descenders for the Switch. Ari and the Secret of Seasons for all consoles. Nice. Uh, Cru- Crusader Kings 3 for PC. Man, have you ever played a Crusader Kings game? Never. Inscrutable. I, uh, you need like a PhD and some other shit. Not, you, need, you need to be a lot smarter than me, I guess is my point. Wow. To, uh, and you're a, you're, a, you're a fairly average, average intelligence guy. <laughs> fairly average. Uh, <laughs> uh, Hitman and Hitman 2 are both coming to Stadia. Woohoo. Uh, wow. Iron Harvest uh, for Xbox, PS4, and PC. You've uh, heard of Harvest Moon. You've heard of Stardew Valley. Perhaps you've even played a little Animal Crossing. Well, now it's time to make it extreme. Iron Harvest. What wow, the hell is man. Iron? What is what is Iron Harvest? Give me a break. Oh, what is that? I don't know. What Jesus. the hell is happening? You're scaring me. I don't know. <laughs> Do you grow be- like? Do you grow like metallic forest plants and stuff like this is my Iron Maiden collection here. And this over here is is my this is my 
Manowar Garden. What is Iron Forest? I, I, I'm, oh, I'm, Iron Harvest. I'm going to give you, if, what, you what fuck, if you fucking let me, I'll give you a brief synopsis. <laughs> All right. I can't wait. Okay. It's it's a real-time strategy game set in the world of 1920 plus. Uh, yeah, it looks like a lot of metallic uh, action. It looks like you're playing. Like a, okay. Like steampunky or? Uh, a little bit. Yeah, I think so. Hmm. Yeah. But it's not a farming simulator? No, no, no. Well, then I, okay. No, I'm not interested. Next, next. All right. Next. World, World Rally Championship 9 for PS4, Xbox, and PC. Ooh. Uh, Dorymon, Story of Seasons, PS4. If you want to play Harvest Moon, this is what you want to play, right? I do. What, Doraemon? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That is, uh, that's amazing. There's a new Doraemon game coming up for the PS4 in America. In America on the PS4. You got it. You heard it here John, first. You, you just blew my fucking mind. Holy All shit, right. dude. All right, Josh will be talking about this one next week, apparently. I might uh, be. Well I've got <laughs> I've got I've got a, I've got a decent sizable collection of Doraemon things. Toys, candies, Famicom game, PC engine games. Dude, it's awesome. It's huge. Right. In Japan yeah. it was in Japan it was legit like there's Pikachu's, there's Mario's, there's Mickey Mouse, and there's Doraemon. Like, yeah. It is just as big. No yeah. lie. Yeah, this is uh, what was that game on uh, on Turbo Graphics? Crater Maze was that originally? Crater uh, Maze was a Doraemon game. Yeah, it's interesting too playing the two different ones. Um, they're identically the same type of game, basically. Um, the music's a little bit different, but the graphics I think in PC Engine original are far cuter, and they actually like they they have a a reason for the game. <laughs> Uh, rather than just making generic, like, this is the bear level, and this is the cat level. In Doraemon, it's like, there's pandas, and there's kittens, and there's characters from a cartoon show, and anime, and manga. And I know you can't see, but John can see. I've got Doraemon manga, even. Jeez, it's just sitting right next to me. Look at you hey, grow. this actually is, I know, this is actually a really great manga that helps you uh, learn Japanese. It's got the English and the Japanese side by side, so you can read in both. Nah. How do you like that? I like it a lot. How do, you, how do you like that? Not enough to spend any more time on it, but I like All it. All right. Sorry. Um, <laughs> you're right. You're right. Let's go back to Iron Harvest. <laughs> Marvel Marvel's Avengers is finally coming out for PS4, Xbox, and Stadia, and PC. Uh, I, I have zero interest in that. It doesn't look great. <clears throat> Did you say Justice League? No, I said Marvel's Avengers. Oh, then I definitely don't care. Okay, uh, continue. NBA 2K21 coming out for PS... Well, I mean PS5 eventually, but PS4, sure. Xbox, uh, and uh looks like that's it for now. Uh, Paradise Killer. I mean, that sounds pretty metal. I don't know what that is. Let's, that's let's, pretty let's, awesome. Let's Google that quick. Paradise, Paradise Killer. Killer. That's, not, uh, that's not like that Paradise Racing game, is it? The... It is a freeform, open-world, first-person exploration investigation game because they couldn't fit oh any more God. descriptors in there, apparently. You're uh, investigating the mm -hmm. mass murder of the island's ruling council. So, Oh, my goodness. It sounds, yeah. like a, it sounds like a tropical version of Deadly Premonition. Please let it be that. Uh, it sounds like... Uh, oh, shit. No, I'm, it's, right, it's right there. Um, the... the Fucking visual novel game that started on Vita uh, starts with a D. God damn it! I'll figure it out later. Um, trigger happy. Isn't that like ha tripper, trigger Dada hap Trigger. Yes, yes. You got it. What is it? Dataron the Pachi or something like that. It's Trigger Happy Havoc. Uh, oh yeah, that's subtitle. it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's uh, uh, Danganronpa. That's the one. Dang it. 
See, I was, I was, I was sort of close. I was yeah, sort of close. It sounds like that. Anyway, and then finally, yeah. we have the remakes of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. Hey, that's pretty cool. For PS4, Xbox, and PC. I may be picking those up. Yeah, so why, why not on the Switch? On the Switch, there should be a Switch version. That's yeah. that's ridiculous. I don't know, man, but I, I especially want to play Part 2. Part 2 is fucking great. Yeah, so, I'm just curious if they got, if they retained all the music, because the music was like the best part of it. Uh, uh, not the best part, but it was an important part of it to keep the package all together. And if they're like... Yeah, we couldn't quite get rancid in Green Day this time. So here, enjoy some more Offspring. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, okay, great. Uh, uh, based on all the stories that are out, they were able to retain most of the music. It sounds like about 95% of the tunes. Nice. There, so, Yeah, all right, man. It is time for our game spotlight. Today we're going to talk about a brand new game that that literally like just came out uh, this past week called uh, The Last Campfire, and it's the most recent game from uh, Hello Games, uh, and they're known for uh, sadly No Man's Sky, which I I have a problem with. I can't stand that game. Oh yeah, uh, but also games like Joe Danger and another one <laughs> called uh, Lost Winds. That was hmm. a was a WiiWare game. Oh my god, yeah. yeah, Lost Winds was good. Yep. Yeah. And this this game that we're talking about, The Last Campfire, um, looked a lot like Lost Winds to me. It had kind of the same vibe. I'm pretty sure a couple of the, yeah, it looks like Chris Simons and Stephen Burgess led the development. And uh, they were all, those two are also behind uh, the game Lost Winds um, back mm. in 2008 on WiiWare. And if you don't have that game on your Wii right now, well, fuck you. You can't play it because Digital Garrett. Yeah, right. I um, think there wasn't, wasn't there a Lost Winds 1 and 2? I believe there was, yeah. Yeah, I, I have them both on my Wii. So, nice. huh. I've never uh, really played either one, but I have them both, yes. So, uh, it, this this game made an appearance originally in March uh, during a, a Nintendo Indie World stream. And then, boom, this past week on uh, Nintendo's uh, um, Direct, they were like, oh, by the way, this is out this week. Have fun, suckas. Uh, and what? So it's also worth noting, though, that if you have uh, Apple Arcade, it's it's free. Uh, well, it comes with your subscription. It's not free. Um, Apple nice. Arcade, Apple Arcade being five bucks a month. So that's where I play. Oh. I, I was playing out of my Apple TV last night. It's also available on iPhone and iPad and your Mac and all that shit. Um, but I was playing it uh, using my Apple TV last night, and it's a fun oh. little game, man. So it's it's like a it's like a bit of a I won't call it a puzzle platformer, but like maybe a puzzle adventure game kind of, because there's really no platforming. You're not like jumping from platforms and, and uh, not, not a lot of obstacles and things like that, but you're wandering around trying to uh, solve different puzzles. And you play this little character who they call Ember and he's in kind of this weird netherworld afterlife kind of thing uh, where there are other uh, little creatures like him that are kind of uh, placed through the world. And what you have to do is Ember goes up and he touches them and gets into their subconscious. And they've got some sort of, uh, I don't know, they've got some sort of emotional hangups or some shit. Like you, you go, you're going into their brains and uh, to help them get through whatever it is that's paralyzing them or whatever is going on uh, uh, in in order to resuscitate them or bring them back to life, you have to solve these puzzles. And uh, these puzzles are kind of like metaphors for whatever 
you know, touchy feely psychological stuff they're going through basically. Um, And so these puzzles think of like uh, old Zelda dungeons where you're moving boxes around. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. There are are a lot of box sliding puzzles. There are, there are all sorts of puzzles where you're trying to pull this lever to make this happen. uh, Take this torch and light this flame before the wind blows it out. You know, like they're, they're all very small though. They're very, they're very short. Um, You should be able to get through these puzzles in just a few minutes, unless you get to the more challenging ones, obviously the more brain busting ones. Um, But as you're walking around like the overworld outside of these little creatures heads, there are also little things you have to put together. Like, you know, this key is here. You have to, but in order to get the key, it's in the water. So what, what am I, how am I going to get it out of the water? Well, this, this guy gave you a net. Oh shit. There's a hole in the net. I can't get the key. I got to talk to this fisherman, you know, that kind of thing. Hmm. Um, So there's like the overworld part of it. And then there's like the inside the little creature's brains, puzzly world part of it. Um, It's a, Yeah, it's it's a very cool looking game. It's a very cool, uh, just it's got a good vibe. It's narrated. Um, so if you think of uh, that game Bastion, yeah, uh, from several years ago, where it was yep. constantly narrated, it's it's like that, you know, uh, where uh, there's there's one woman who does all the narration. She does all the voices as though she's telling you the story of what's going on and unraveling this mystery for you, right? Sure. Um, and then continuing. Um, it opens up like there's kind of a uh, just like this undercurrent of like tension, like something's not right with this world that uh, Ember is wandering around in. And, uh, and, and so I, I, I'm only about two hours into the game so far. I'm not sure how long it is. It seems like a very short game, Um, but uh, there's an interesting story to it that it's, it's like this mystery that, um, reveals itself as you solve these uh, puzzles and as you come across more uh, characters in the overworld. So, um, I, like I mentioned that I was playing it on my Apple TV. Yeah. Uh, using a PS4 controller. Okay. Um, you know, I was going to ask about that. That's really that's really cool, and it sounds super interesting. Yeah, so the, the Apple Arcade thing, I mean... It, there was a lull for a little bit. They launched like boom out of the gate. They had an amazing launch lineup. They had like 25 games and a lot of them were just great. One of them was Choo Choo Rocket Universe. And I was like, holy fuck, a new Choo Choo Whoa. Rocket game, you know? Um, and I'm pretty yeah. sure I'm pretty sure that's still exclusive to Apple Arcade. I don't know that that's come out anywhere else yet. Yeah. I've, yeah, that's crazy. Dude, yeah. that's awesome. Um, and and so and, and it's available. What, what I love about it is it's five bucks a month. It's a playable on any Apple device you have across your entire family account so my kids both have iphones uh my one son has uh an ipad and they can play all these games just because they're on my family account so it's five bucks a month for the whole family my wife included right Um, that's pretty cool and and uh and and what's great about it is these games are typically you know they're they're not they're 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 a step above your your typical mobile game right Sure. And you don't have the microtransactions, you don't have the ads, you don't have any of that shit where it's just like you're feeding you're feeding the monkey to play the game basically. There's right. None of that. Yeah. These, these feel like these feel to me like more modern um almost portable games, right? 
You know how uh-huh. you know how back in the Game Boy and DS days where portable games felt like they belonged on a portable system, right? Um, yeah, these kind of feel like that a bit. You know, they're not. I, I wouldn't say any of the Apple Arcade games are as fleshed out as a next gen PS4, you know, whatever uh, kind of game, but uh, they're really good for the most part. Decent bite sized games. There's a Shantae game on there uh, that that's really good. Nice. Um, uh, yeah, there's uh, the game Grindstone that I think we talked about last week. That's an excellent puzzle game. So anyway, I, I yep. feel like Apple Arcade is actually a, a pretty damn good deal. Um, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. My point was that, remember when I was talking about how there's no platforming in this and you you know, you know can't fall off cliffs, you can't fall into pool, you know, into like right. flames or anything. There's no obstacles. I, I haven't played it this way yet, but I feel like this game would work pretty well on a touchscreen too. Um, nice. As long as it's not one of those shitty uh, on-screen controller or D-pads, as long as you know you're using your finger to draw around where you're going to go, I, th- I feel like it would work pretty well. So, well, that's cool, man. That's super cool. Um, yeah, some of the way that you were describing it, like how it's more bite-sized puzzles and and it kind of you know five to ten minute little things, and it kind of gets you through that, and you kind of continue onward. It reminds me a little bit of like uh, I don't know if you've ever played It'll Do. But like mm, that no. style of game, um, it'll do was a was a mobile game. It was also on the Ooh Yeah, which I had. Ooh, ooh, ooh yeah, oh right, Ooh yeah. Um, but it was like you know a little bit of Zelda Link to the Past. You're moving boxes around, getting through these puzzles, and moving things around. But it'll do had like a lot of things that they incorporated that maybe wasn't even thought of in the Zelda games, at least the old school Zelda games. Yeah. Um, and yet, yet it was very bite sized. Like a dungeon was five to ten minutes, and that was it. You just going through, figuring out puzzles, and you you beat a boss or something like that. But it sounds slightly similar, but awesome, man! Freaking cool, dude. Yeah, I feel like if if you played that Lost Winds game back in the day, you'd like this. It's also available on Switch. Um, I think it might be oh. available on pretty much all consoles. Um, well, good. But, but yeah, so it, it's it's available. It's out there. If you've got a console, chances are you'll be able to play it. So that nice. is the last campfire. The last. It does it does it when you start it up. Does it have Sean Connery's voice? And does it kind of like you're you're pulling up to this campsite and there's this little flame in this fire and it goes, "I am the last campfire." Uh, that might come in a future patch. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> but worried. now, my friend, it is time for the last question. Oh geez. Oh, hold on. Um, okay, I'm ready. All right, so we talked about Super Bomberman R Online Deluxe Stadia Edition, uh, Super the Hardest. Uh, now, my uh, my question today is for you as a fan of Bomberman. Let's take Saturn Bomberman out of the equation because uh, that's always the easiest answer. If you take Saturn Bomberman out of the equation, what is the best Bomberman game of all time? Obviously, Bomberman Zero on the Xbox 360. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I was, I, you know, when I thought of this it's question, obvious. I, I thought of this it's question earlier today, and I was like, I bet you he's going to pull out Zero. I bet. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that is uh, a, a terrible game. Um, I've played, I think, anything that says Bomberman on it, I think I've played it. I remember even on PC when Hudson came out with Atomic Bomberman. I loved that. I played the hell out of it, and there was an online mode on that. Uh, well, Bomberman Online for the Dreamcast, I played the hell out of that. Um, they're all good Bomberman games. The, the thing is, is the formula, I think, was perfected in the 16-bit yeah. era, and I, I, a 16-bit, 32-bit era. Saturn Bomberman is amazing. 
but I think even more so than that, and I know it's like, what? I think there's something better, and I actually kind of do. I think I have more fun and better times playing Bomberman 93 and 94, um, more so than Saturn Bomberman. And I even have a soft spot in my heart for uh, Super Bomberman 1 on the Super Nintendo, which was... Yep. I think it has um, the best battles and the best battle music of all of the Bomberman games is in that silly little Super Nintendo game. Yeah, I Um, agree. But if I had to pick one, it'd be probably Bomberman 94. I think it's just fantastic. It's got everything that Saturn Bomberman had in it, including really, really, really gorgeous PC Engine chip tunes. So it's kind of hard to beat that. Yep. I'm always one who thinks that Bomberman was best in 2D, and I hate... I, I, I don't hate, but I tolerate uh, the 3D uh, Polygon Bombermans. Um, I yeah, know, I know. I know Bomberman 64 has its fans, and you know, I you know, I, I think that's okay. I owned it. Uh, Bomberman Hero was supposed to be a bonk game, so just because of that, I I tolerate yep. that one. Um, yeah, but but I feel like you're right. Like the 16-bit era was Bomberman's. Like that was that was where he was meant to stay, and and. Yep. I, I just hope that if Konami brings back more Bomberman, I just hope that maybe next time they're like, you know what, let's go for 2D. You know, let's try it yeah. 2D. I agree. I actually do think there's one other Bomberman game that was pretty damn good on the GameCube, actually, and it had a cartoon oh, yeah. series that went along with it, and that was Bomberman Jetters, which is actually yeah. pretty damn good. It's I a good game. Yeah. Very fun. My totally. kids loved it, and so it was kind of really cool to kind of bridge that gap watching the cartoon series and play the game. Um, Bomberman's just awesome. It, yep. It's so great. And great Bomber, series. Bomberman Land on uh, DS. Yes. Times, you know, those are oh, good yeah. Dude, it's like a role-playing Bomberman game. You can't go wrong with that. It's pretty fantastic. I know, right? All right, man. Well, that's it for today. Uh, if you guys want to find us in other places, you can go to our website, mojomenace.com, where we have forums. Mojomenace.com slash forums. If you click on the upper right-hand link in the forums, it'll take you to our Discord page where there's always fun shenanigans going on and Josh and I are sniping about uh, shitty movies and whatnot. Uh, and then uh, Mojo Menace is also our YouTube handle, youtube.com slash Mojo Menace. Uh, Klaus and I do the Mojo show there uh, quite a bit. Uh, in fact, by the time you are listening to this, uh, there should be a Bill and Ted Face the Music review on the Mojo Show at youtube.com slash Mojo Menace. Uh, social media, we're also everywhere at Mojo Menace. Josh, where can they find you? Well, they can always continue the conversation about what it, whether it be shitty movies, whether it be Bomberman, or how much better Adventure Island is than the Wonder Boy series. They can continue that conversation with me at underscore Joshua Turbo. Don't forget the underscore as it is the most important underscore in all of the internet. See you next week. Bye.